Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Elizabeth Dutton. Saren. I got a question for you. Yeah. You know what's ridiculous? I do. Oh, well, hit me with it. Okay. Remember when I was telling you about um, Applebee's lip gloss? <laughs> oh, God, yes. It's still ridiculous. Oh, 100%. But I found another food product crossover ridiculous thing. Another lip gloss? No. Um, well, I'm going to tell you about Velveeta, right? Now, at one point, they did have Velveeta nail polish, but that's not what I'm talking about The right processed now. cheese. Yeah. Okay. It was like... Cheese-scented nail polish. But aside from that, that's not what I'm talking about. Just holding your nails underneath your nose. They and... invented the Veltini, the Velveeta Inf- oh, God. Uh, martini. Yeah. It has Velveeta-infused vodka, olive brine, and vermouth in it. <laughs> and it's garnished with a cheese drip and a cocktail pick of Velveeta-stuffed olives and olives, <laughs> olives and jumbo Velveeta shells and cheese. Don't you normally have to go to a doctor if you have cheese drip? <laughs> Yes, you do. And it's very important. You, If you want to get one, uh-huh. you have to go to a BLT steakhouse, which is apparently some chain of steakhouses. Uh-huh. Bacon, it's, lettuce, tomato steakhouses. I guess. You okay. have to order it in person in their happy hour, mm-hmm. which they call their golden hour. <laughs> so you can go to, there's one golden in New York. Golden shower hour. <laughs> Stop. There's one in New York, one in D.C., one in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And then in Chicago. Right, I'm writing these down. What was this, Charlotte, not, the middle one? Yeah, go to Charlotte. If you're not at any of those places, you can actually order an online kit from Gold Belly for 50 bucks. That uh, The kit includes two martini glasses, a gold cocktail shaker, two Velveeta coasters, a jar of olives, cocktail picks, 
a box of Velveeta jumbo shells and cheese, Velveeta cheese sauce to infuse the vodka and rim glasses, and a Velveeta brick to stuff olives and a Veltini recipe card. Historians take note. <laughs> this was when we took the turn. Yeah. So apparently it was a lot of people lost it on Twitter and what have you. Oh, I but bet. yeah. So that's ridiculous. I think of now, in all honesty, uh-huh. if somebody served you a Velveeta teeny <laughs> right, and, and they said, Hey Elizabeth, I made this for you, uh-huh. would you earnestly and honestly try it and say, Hmm, let's see how this is? I would chug it <laughs> and then go run in the road. <laughs> It's one of those things you'd probably like smell, like uh-huh. like you're in a chem lab and you waft the air towards your face first. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you're like, all right. And then you take a sip. And then I think that's the dividing line of humanity of the people who are like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. And then the people who just start dry heaving. Like, I've always wanted to know what a chemical platin hack and sack <laughs> New Jersey tasted like. <laughs> yeah. But a cheese martini. Yeah, I don't want cheese and alcohol together. I mean, no. vodka and cheese. Just, I mean, no. like maybe if it was solid cheese and I'm with like a if Russian. If I'm like freezing to death in the Siberian forest, mm-hmm. I'll, eat, I'll eat cheese and drink vodka. That's your only consideration of a uh-huh. Velvetina? That's it. Or Velveeta teeny? Yeah. I'll put, uh, it in a, fun I'll put it in a go bag for an emergency. There you go. Rock you out. Go. So that's ridiculous. Oh, that that's a good one. Yeah, thank you. I have one for you. Oh, you do? I don't know if it reaches the heights of a Velveeta teeny. Probably, but probably not. It's got. I got two words for you. Uh-huh. Sex raft. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, if you had to guess, what do you think those two words mean when used together? I honestly don't know, but I will say mm-hmm. that you, here's the thing is that what when we do these stories, we know like a title or kind of like the basic subject of what the other person's going to talk about. But this mm-hmm. isn't scripted. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to say. No you don't idea. know what I'm going to say. Um, but we do have the big board here at Ridiculous Crime HQ, uh-huh. and we have all these index cards with show ideas on them. Oh yeah, and I've been quite seeing, the pastiche. Yeah, I've been seeing one for a long time now, <laughs> dead center that just says "sex raft," and I didn't know what it was, and I didn't put it up there, so I didn't touch it. And I, okay, so today's the day, right? Yep. <laughs> if the raft is a knocking, oh wait, if the raft <laughs> is a rocking. Is that how it goes? Sure. Either way, don't come a knocking. <laughs> This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Elizabeth. Darren. I take you through the 70s often. Mm Mm-hmm. I've got one more story for you for the 70s. You'll have to forgive me, but I saw this one and I just got, I was like, I have to just finish off my trifecta of 70s insanity. I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. The year is 1973. And this is when anthropologist Santiago Genovese had a revolutionary idea. Okay. Or so he thought. Now, as an anthropologist, he concluded that if you wish to understand violence in society, and you should start with his most obvious observation, but yet one he felt was integral to understanding violence in society. And I quote, most conflicts are about sexual access to ovulating females. Oh, oh, wait. So he decided (laughs) that access to female ovulation was the key to world peace. Mm. Not women's menstrual cycles, but rather the fight between men for access and the controlling of access of the, or to them, rather. Uh-huh. Now, Santiago's big idea was to find a way to counteract this male tendency to violence. And he's like, you know, we just have to 
work out this access to female ovulation. But he didn't say like, oh, ladies, you need to like bend to the will of men. He's like, no, that's not the easy answer. Mm -hmm. I've got a better answer. Sex raft. So... Like Noah, he built an ark, except for instead of taking two of each animal, he decided he'd build his ark and invite 10 young, attractive strangers to join him for a boat ride across the Atlantic Ocean. Worst reality show ever. What are you talking about? A sexy, <laughs> slow boat to Mexico for, for him and 10 sexy strangers? You sound so bad. Go on. It's reality TV before they even ever thought of reality yeah. TV. Now, this anthropologist, this he, he is a real, like, professor. He's at a university in Mexico. He has 20 years of experience in the field. He's not some fly-by-night grad student trying to make a name for himself. This is a guy who's thinking, this will be the answer to world peace. Like, he earnestly believes this. Uh And he'd also already taken a scientific trip across the Atlantic before. This was uh, where he got the idea. He's like, I can emulate that success. I could top that, right? Now, the Atlantic journey that he'd been on before was with Thor Heyerdahl. You familiar with Thor Heyerdahl? No. Cone Tiki? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Cone Tiki was where they'd make an ancient ship or a ship according to ancient designs. And he tries to sail it across the Pacific to show that Micronesians could contact people. Mm-hmm. He then did it again with the Atlantic trying to connect Africa and South America and show that people in West Africa could easily make that little jaunt across to basically the bubble of Brazil. Mm-hmm. Right? And it, the currents go there. It shouldn't take too long. So he gets a crew of anthropologists and him, seven dudes, and they set out in a boat made out of papyrus, and they go from the African coast in Morocco to South America. On day 54, the boat sinks in the Atlantic Ocean. Because they didn't have any ovulating women. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they'd gone about 3,000 miles, right? Uh-huh. So a year later, Thor and this most of the same crew, they try again with a boat called Ra 2. The first one was Ra 1, that was Ra 2. They try this time, they use a boat made by the Aymaro Indians of Lake Titicaca in South America, and mm-hmm. their boat works. It makes it 57 days across the Atlantic, proving wow. that phys- with physical evidence that a transatlantic journey like this could have been undertaken by people of West Africa, possibly by people from South America going back, yeah. showing that they had the technologies, right? So based on this scientific success, Santiago, the anthropologist, is like, I'm going to take my own boat trip. Mm-hmm. And for his trip, he's like, I think, you know, that whole thing of like, we had a sail, we had like paddles, that was making it too easy. I want a raft, no engine, no sails, no paddles, just a platform bobbing and floating across the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. What? And on board, I want a dozen or so young and attractive strangers with me. And by the way, we're going to film it all in eight millimeter so well, what? he had cameras aboard too. So like I said, reality before yeah. TV, before there was reality and TV. And there's no, no sail, nope. no rudder. No oars, no paddles. They're just going to float on the current. It's to take them between 60 to 90 days, or sorry, between 90 days and 180 days, between basically three to six months. Okay. That's how long they just chart it. Huh. Now... Santiago understands that some people may think it's unethical for a 49-year-old professor to include himself on a transatlantic <laughs> journey with a bunch of young, attractive strangers. But Santiago, he was ready for that. He was like, look, I, I, I see where you're coming. And it's not just about hookup culture, although he wouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. He said, and I quote, the most anti-ethical thing I know is the fact that a man dies every 20 seconds at the hand of another man in an act of violence. To discover and investigate these things, it is necessary to be more flexible concerning our concepts of what professional ethics are. The problem concerns our survival. So he's like, look, we got bigger fish to fry. Don't get on me because I got these 10, 12 sexy strangers with me on my boat. <laughs> He's Don't saying, let ethics get in the way of that. I'm trying to end world war. Don't sweat me. 
So, of course, things did not go well. Otherwise, you would not be hearing about it here. Good point. So, you may be wondering a few questions just right off the bat, I I imagine. I have so many questions. Like, for one, who paid for this sex raft? That's a great question. Right Right off the bat, that's the question I asked. And turns out it was the Mexican government. What? Mexican government paid for it. And they paid for it through a Mexican government-funded television network. What? Yes. I'm like, all I get to say is, what? (laughs) Exactly. So it's a federally funded study, more federally funded science. Uh Uh-huh. Now, second question that pops to mind, why would a professor with a reputation of like his, you know, he's got clout in the field, he's got 20 years experience, why would he risk all of that on sex raft? Because... It's sex raft. I don't know. You know, it it sounds like maybe something happened and he went a little bit over the edge. Boom! Elizabeth, (gasps) spot on. Yay. Now, can you guess what happened that pushed him over the edge? Did he get a divorce? That's another good solid guess, but no. It's like a midlife crisis type thing? Nope, I'll give you a hint. We're in the super crimey 70s. Was he on a plane that got skyjacked? Yes, he was on a plane that got skyjacked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Remember how I told you in the 70s, yes. they're all wild and criminal and folks were always hijacking planes. Well, like it was so bad. Some pilots would get hijacked twice in the same year, right? So when like, it was so bad that like, when it would happen, people would be like, no, okay, we're getting hijacked. I mean, it was like people getting mugged today. Oh, I was reading or, like, the other day that it's like one, there was one a month, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it's like if you had a friend who lost their catalytic converter today, you'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, I hear that happens. That was basically plane hijacking in the 70s. Right. So like, but, oh. but the other thing I read in the article was that only one person died in that whole long stretch. Yeah, of, it wasn't yeah. a violent thing. They were after the 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 power of like having the, the leverage. Yeah. They didn't really want to kill people. So and that's why in a lot of ways why it was allowed to persist. Right. So dude was on a plane that got hijacked? Yeah. So Santiago, he's on a flight for, uh, to Mexico City and he's going home. The plane gets hijacked and redirected to Cuba. So mm-hmm. now he's down in Cuba and he's sitting there going like, oh man, this is not good. Now, the reason why he went from I'm on a plane going to Cuba to I need to have a sex raft. There's a little bit of a jump, I admit. That's an interesting trauma response. (laughs) Exactly. So there is a uh, documentary called The Raft by filmmaker Marcus Lindine. And I highly recommend it. If you like this story, he goes into great detail and you can learn a lot more about it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the surviving participants are asked to revisit the trip and they speak about what they endured. And this doc includes all these notes from Santiago. And in one of the notes, he recounts, and I quote, Mm -hmm. It all started with a hijacking in November 1972. I was flying home to Mexico City from a psychological conference on the history of violence when suddenly a group of terrorists took over the flight. It was too good to be true. I mean, imagine the irony. Me, a scientist who had spent my whole career studying violent behavior, ends up in the middle of a hijacking drama. All my life, I have wanted to know why people fight and really understand what is going on inside our minds. When the hijacking was over, I realized if I could create a similar situation, it would be the perfect laboratory to study human behavior. But where can you isolate a group of people and expose them to danger? Then I had an idea. Sex raft. Sex raft. <laughs> gonna make you sex. Sex raft. Gonna make you wet. Is that so, what he- <laughs> You have to keep in mind, this is during the Vietnam War, right? So, so, is that part of the quote? No, that's me. No. That, I added that. The music part, that's me. So keep in mind, for background context, this is in the middle of the Vietnam War. Everybody's really worried about, we have carpet bombing. Uh, we have like, like just horrific scenes on the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also been renewed fighting in the Middle East. We're about to see the the Yom Kippur War kick off. There is Pinochet has just led a coup, was about to lead a coup in '73 uh, down in Chile. So you have all this like this tension around the world. You have the neoliberal school of economics going around fomenting like 
you know, new governments and juntas according to their idea of like, oh, yes, we're going to do proxy wars with communism and Milton Friedman's telling everybody, yes, this is the path to freedom. So all this tension, right? And there's economic violence and physical violence and it's all culminating. And he's like, oh, how do we get through this exploitative, violent phase in history? And he's like, sex raft. That's the answer, man. I need to build a sex raft and invite 10 strangers from me for a cruise. And so that would fix it all, right? Sure. No. No. So I say that all of this now, keep in mind, technically no criminal charges were filed in this story. Mm -hmm. But this did happen in, you know, international waters where there is no cop to call. Mm. (laughs) But in this case, the captain is the law and the captain in this case is basically the guy running the The experiment. Yeah, so you can... Well, on international waters no one can hear you scream. No, that is very, very true. <laughs> so after this uh, short break, we'll climb aboard the journey of Sex Raft. Oh. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60 day money back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Okay, so it was the press who called this boat sex raft. Like Santiago was oh, not going around have... going, hey guys, can I hop on my sex raft. I thought he had like a little flag that said no. sex raft. <laughs> Just like two people like doing like the, what is it, a beast with two backs? Like that's the flag. Stop. I'm sorry. So Santiago, he <laughs> it called. Just, it sounds like something you'd see like on Lake Havasu. <laughs> Someone with a homemade raft with a sign that says <laughs> sex, sex raft. raft. And everyone's like, kids, don't look over it. No, 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 no. And they're turning their boats. Hands over the eyes of uh-huh, the children. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Santiago, he called his boat something far more demure and pastoral and, and lovely, something that you would probably like. Mm-hmm. It was Akali, which means home on the water. Okay. Right? It's nice. That's nice. So he decided to make this home on the water the opposite of how life is on the land. He, on his sex raft, would be in charge, but not really. He would make sure that women would be in charge. So he decided he would hire this Israeli woman as the ship's doctor. He hired this French woman as the ship's scuba diver. He hired, like, he basically wanted all the lowly tasks to go to the men and all the power positions to go to women. He just flipped it. How big is this raft? Oh, girl. (laughs) About 21 feet by 36 feet. Oh, uh, I'm like legitimately thinking like six by eight. Yeah, no, no, it's a I'm little like, bit That's a bigger. lot of people. Yeah, no, a little bigger than that. But 21 by 36 feet is like it's two, two bedrooms. Big. Two big bedrooms put together, essentially. Just out, and there are no walls. There's a cabin on the center. So imagine a platform of like mm-hmm. a flat, like rectangle, 21 by 36. And mm-hmm. then there's a, a, like a... Like a tough shed in the middle of Kind of like a tough shed, yeah. Like a raised with sloped walls and it has like a cabin area. And then there's a roof that you can also go on top. So it's kind of like two levels. Okay. But the, the roof is not very big. Okay. And then there's like a helmsman's area in the back where there's the tiller and where you're mm. supposed to steer the boat. And because that's pretty much all they oh, have. So they, they have a rudder. Have a, they okay. have like a very simple rudder. You but told not, me they didn't. But they can't power you it. You lied to me. They can't power the oh. The ru- they can go back and forth if you want to, like, They're tack, just tack, not going to... J- okay, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, but they, okay. it's just basically to help them steer out of the way of the shipping lanes. Because mm-hmm. if they get into the shipping oh, lanes, the big yeah. super tankers will just crush them. And not then they'll, even just, see them. they'll just be chum from okay. the sharks. Thank you. I just okay. needed that clarification. So, Santiago, he has this dream. He's like, the women will run my sex raft. Mm-hmm. So he says, and I quote, I wonder if having women in power will lead to less violence. Or more. (laughs) Maybe men will become more frustrated when women are in charge and try to take over power. So he's like ginning up everything with like Well, and he just keeps setting up situation after situation in terms of his analysis that it's the women's fault. Either the, the women implication. Are, the implication yeah. is always this is hinged on women right. and we just have to we can control women or negotiate mm-hmm. women better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you see right through the game. I do. But you know, he has a certain machismo. He is, a, is he's from Mexico, so he has a little bit of that that uh, Spanish language machismo where he's thinking about things and you'll hear it later on in quotes. I'll I'll tell you he thinks of himself very much as a man, right? So mm-hmm. women should be women. So there's this really hard dichotomy. He does not have like a spectrum of, of people before yeah, him. Yeah. There are two types of people. Right. So anyway, so the, the captain of his sex raft is a woman. <laughs> Santiago travels to Sweden to personally meet Maria Bjornsson. So she's a professional Swedish sea captain, one of the first women to become a professional sea captain. Huh. Now, the idea initially sounds ludicrous to her. She is a legitimate professional sea yeah. captain. So she's like a raft with no power, no sails, nothing. You just got, and you got, oh, 10 sexy strangers uh, and you. Go on. Is there food on this boat? I love 10 sexy strangers and you. Yeah, always. Right? <laughs> He's exempt from that. <laughs> so this uh, true descendant of Viking culture, she signs on for this adventure. She's like, you know what? She's like, I'm a mega babe. Yeah, everything says wrong. This. I'm doing it though. Oh, boy. <laughs> so for the rest of the crew, Santiago asks for volunteers. He's like, like, look, I got enough budget for this one. So he <laughs> places ads in international newspapers all around the world. And his respondents, they see this ad. And here is the ad. I'll read it to you mm-hmm. as if you were opening the newspaper 
in, you know, New Delhi and you're saying, oh, what, what is on the paper? Oh, what's yeah. this? Uh, I need a job. Expedition leader looks for volunteers to sail on a raft across the Atlantic. Duration, three months. Males and females. Preferably married, but participation without spouse. Age, 25 to 40. Write letter and details, curriculum vitae, to box 0378A, The Times. Applications will be kept confidential. He wants them married, but they don't bring the spouse. Yes, because he wants more conflict. He wants them to be able to have something that's restricting their choices. This is so chaotic. Yes. Now, would you apply? No. <laughs> so, no. Wait, turn... and does, he didn't ask for a headshot? No, he did not, not ask for a sure. headshot. for sure he was going to be like a tasteful nude and some, <laughs> or, you know, give me your, in your undie things. He, uh, he does, I mean, like... So he's going to verify sexiness in an interview. Yeah, exactly. Like he'll he'll okay. take care of that in person. Got it. Got <laughs> he it. needs to be in the room with that this sort of sexiness. Just, I can't process how chaotic this <laughs> so, is. Hundreds of people apply. Ten strangers are selected. Hundreds out of the whole planet. Of the whole planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, all, it was in, like, the you know, newspapers, and it's, like, in the want ads, and it's under expedition later. So, like, I, you <laughs> had to keep all this in mind. So the people he gets, they come from different ethnicities, nationalities, socioeconomic backgrounds. But at the time, the press summed this up a little bit differently than I'm summing it up uh, now. Yeah. Here's how they described it. Quote, the raft, this is from a UPI wire service report, spread all around the world. Mm-hmm. The raft, expected to drift across the Atlantic at about two miles per hour, will carry two Jews, an Arab, an African, one black and one white American, a Swede, a Greek, a French woman, a Japanese, an Uruguayan, and Genovese. Wait. <laughs> That's how the press is pitching it. Like, it's just, like a box of Crayola crayons of people. It's, We've like, got to, <laughs> it's it? like a Benetton yeah. ad that like is walks into a bar joke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Santiago's uh, goal, as you've noticed, is to make this whole trip about as difficult and as dangerous as possible, yeah. ra- fraught with tension, racial dynamics, anything he can do to make people like be likely to like come to blows, right? Yeah. And so these 10 fortunate strangers, they <laughs> meet at the dock in Las Palmas, Spain, in the Canary Islands on May 11th, 1973. They all load onto the sex raft, and they will spend the next three months together on this boat that is, as you asked, 21 feet by 36 feet. So wow. during this trip, Santiago, he's planning also, by the way, to collect data for his semi-weekly questionnaires, which will feature questions like, to whom do you feel the closest to and why? Who annoys you the most on the raft? With whom on the Akali have you had sexual contact? If you could get rid of one of the others, who would it be? This is these are like <laughs> this is like a high school bully girl yeah, quiz exactly. that she hands around class. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it's did he it's make sure they TV, were di- with less ethics? Did they make sure that he did he try and make sure they were all diagnosed with anger issues already <laughs> or like he had people that in I, need of mood stabilizers yeah, and he's uh, going to keep them from them? There's no mention about that. Like the, there's no mental health inventory on these people, but they come from some dire situations as we'll get into. Oh boy. There's also one big problem. Some of the participants didn't realize that they were going to be part of a science experiment until they were aboard the raft. <laughs> they were like, wait, you're doing what now? They just so, thought they were going to chill on a raft? I don't know what they thought. Across the ocean's blue? I have no idea what they thought, but they showed up thinking like, yeah, man, it's cool. I got a free boat ride across the Atlantic. <laughs> anyway. Also, then you're really getting stable, sane folk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So on the day the ship leaves, if you can believe it, the United Nations sends a message to the Akali wishing them success on their no. mission. <laughs> acknowledging that the importance for the hope for all people on Earth for world peace to be discovered through sex rights. I thought for sure you were going to say the UN sent a message, <laughs> get back to shore 
forward now. Stop it. You stop it right now. No, it was more like, good luck, sex raft. The people of Earth are counting on you. Godspeed. Go where no man and woman have gone before without having sex there. They all stood on the shore with like a single tear dropping down their cheek. It's beautiful. The sex raft is going to be in and out of radio contact. Mm-hmm. And so they're supposed, they're scheduled to get a weather report every couple of days over the radio when they can make contact. And uh, they're also, once a week when he, when Santiago can make contact, he's going to give a general status update and relay some of his notes and so forth. So they're going to be literally on their own for days yeah. at a time. Nobody will know where they are in the world. Are right? they like fishing and stuff? Yeah, well, they're going to have to collect food from the from the water. So they're, they'll be fishing. They'll be dra- They have a, plenty of food to make it to 30. How do they get fresh water? They have fresh water. They have all the, the they are provisioned for the trip, but mm-hmm. they are still going to be fishing for uh, extra protein okay. and so forth and fresh, fresh okay. meat. So, uh, time to meet the crew, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we have already met Santiago Genovese Terrazaga, who Mm -hmm. is the 49-year-old Mexican anthropologist, who is (laughs) the captain of this. And Captain Creeper. Then there's also Captain Maria Bjornstam from Sweden. She's 30 years old. She's the uh, first female professional captain. Then there are four men on the raft. There is Jose Maria Montero Perez. He is a 34-year-old Uruguayan uh, former student of Santiago. Then there's uh-huh. Uh-huh, radio operator Charles Anthony. He's 37 years old. He's a Greek Cypriot. And there's Aisuki Yamaki. He's a 29-year-old cameraman from Japan. He speaks only Japanese and uh, a <laughs> smattering of Spanish. Then there is Bernardo Bongo. He's 29-year-old from Angola. He's also a Catholic priest. No. Oh. have a Catholic priest on board because why not? Sure. He, because <laughs> being Mexican, he's like, this will up the tension because they won't want to get sexy in front of the priest. Everyone else is like, Really? Well, yeah, it's this open... Oh, And then he tries to see if the priest will have sex with people. It's like a whole thing, yeah. So Santiago invites the priest because of the sexual tension, and then he tries to get the priest to, like, get involved in the sexual tension, and none of it goes well. (laughs) Now, for the five women participants, Uh, there are two scientists aboard. We have uh, Rashida Manzani. She is a 23-year-old from Algeria. She's going to conduct a study on ocean pollution, right? And then there's Servan Zanotti. She's a 32-year-old from France. She is the ship's frogman, or the scuba diver who's going to do any repair on the like, steel understructure. Then there's Edna Jonas. She's 32 years old. She's a Czechoslovakian resident who's living in Israel, and she is the ship's doctor. Then there's finally the two Americans picked for their racial complexities. There is Faye Evangelina Seymour. She's one of the youngest members. She's 23 years old. She is a black woman, and she is the ship's radio operator. Then there is the American white woman, a mother of three, named Mary Gidley, who is 36 years old and responsible for navigation and running from her husband who had tried to uh, assault her or kill her, basically. And so she's on the trip to get away from him. And so she leaves her three kids with the the husband? Uh Uh-huh. So now that we've met everyone aboard the ship, Elizabeth, I'd like to close your eyes and picture I don't want to. (laughs) I do not want to picture this. It's May 11th, 1973. (laughs) And you are climbing aboard the Akali. A.K.A. Sex Raft. Now, you've signed on as this ship's cruise director, and (laughs) as you board, the sea spray is wetting your face, the wind is blowing your hair about, the sun warms your shoulders, the journey you've waited for is finally here, (laughs) the excitement palpable as the sound of the seabirds above you, and as you gaze out at that wide expanse of watery blue that'll be your home for the next three months, oh my you decide God. to dip into the cabin and see what's going on inside. No, I, mean, I don't. You are the cruise director, so, you know, get to know the rest of the no. crew. At the hatch, you can hear Captain Maria on the ship's radio, your new boss, 
and then it's cruise ship director. You're like, let me go check what's up with yeah. the ship's vibe. I'm gonna go meet my boss. So you clock her vibe, and you notice it seems a bit off. Mm. And I'm like, well, what's up, a homegirl? She's talking on the radio with her boyfriend, Olaf, and he's on the tugboat that is currently towing the sex raft out into the open ocean currents. Now soon you'll be set adrift to float across the Atlantic. This is your last contact with society and civilization. And over the radio, the boyfriend, Olaf, he sounds worried. He's really focused at the moment on the legal paperwork, and he's uh, had time while he's on the tugboat to actually read over the contract <laughs> that his oh, girlfriend, now. Maria, was asked to sign. And Olaf is a little worried, like, mm, very worried. You can mm -hmm. hear the concern in his voice. You're mm -hmm. like, that doesn't sound like a person who's chill. And over the radio static, you hear him say, Nobody looked through the contract, which seems to be a slave contract, really. It says that you should give up your body, your mind, and everything to Santiago. Is that a method of a scientist? No. What do you think about it? Tell me the truth. You watch, she grabs the radio and she responds to him. No, it wasn't written anything about mind. And you look at Maria, you're like, wow, she's cool as all hell, unflappable. She's I just am like, personally flipping through the contract that I just signed. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Mind and body, mind and body. So she's over there suppressing this little rebellious smile. She knows something. She either, it seems that she's down for the adventure. But Olaf, he's unswayed. He's yeah. just like freaking out. He's like, it was about the mind and about body. You should do whatever <laughs> he wants to at any time. That means you, as captain, might get in trouble with him. And Captain Maria looks at you. She rolls her eyes and she's like, whatever. She presses the button on the radio and she's like, you know what I think about that paper? I didn't sign it. What? So Olaf asked for one last time, wait, wait, do you want to stay on the raft then? She's like, mm. and you're like, I don't know if I want to stay on oh, the raft. Oh, I'm busy putting on the goggles and the <laughs> snorkel. I'm getting ready to jump. So you're literally now holding, you're waiting like on bated breath. We're waiting to see what yeah. she's going to say. And then you hear Captain Maria, she holds the button down on the radio and she says, I'm going to stay on the raft. And you're like, what? She wants to take the adventure. Meanwhile, you grab the radio from her. You're like, Olaf, Olaf, bring the, swing that tugboat over here. <laughs> totally. I'm hopping off. And he does this, told. He swings the tugboat over. Yes. You are able to hop off the sex raft. They throw the rope back over, and the tugboat says, good luck. Yeah. And you and the tugboat go back to civilization as sex raft glides into the sea. Olaf and I lived happily ever after. <laughs> Two reasonable people. So you dodged that very, very sexy bullet. Oh, well, sorry. I have to wonder, why uh -huh. did you get off the raft? Because I'm not, I, I'm. You don't I, trust Santiago on the legal contract? No. You don't trust these six, ten sexy strangers? Not a lick. Okay, well then I'll just tell you what life is like on the sex raft without you. Okay, yeah, I'll hear about it. I'm not gonna do it. Well, for one, he's got a, a lot of rules, which mm -hmm. is you know whatever. It's a science experiment. There's gonna be rules, right? So okay. He insists that you, there's no reading. No. No he, reading of books. And no, nobody brought magazines, but no reading of books, right? <laughs> Okay. So what they are allowed to do to entertain themselves for the endless hours aboard this sex raft is they are allowed to sing songs or to tell stories from their own lives. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, right? So this uh, the idea is for people to get bored and then to either become annoyed and get violent or to, like, find <laughs> deeper parts of themselves. He got me there in, like, five <laughs> minutes. That's why I had to bounce out. You were off that boat so fast? I don't want to hear people singing and telling me there's... They're stupid stories. Oh, yeah. And also, by the way, in the first few days, people are just vomiting everywhere. They're getting seasick yeah. and just puking on each other. It's just, it's a horrible scene. People are like heads over the side of the boat most of the first couple of days because these are not people who are used to the sea. No. Like, Captain all... Maria Bornstam, she's like cool with it. Everyone else is like, yeah. They're all in their sexy bikinis, all sunburned and puking. No, thank you. 
And as I told you, they have to stay on, out of the shipping lanes. So that's their big <laughs> fight, right? So they're worried about super tankers while they're floating along. So they're over like, on, like their heads over the side. They're puking and looking for super tankers. Those are the first few days on sex rap, that right? That sounds great. Now for the bathroom, mind you, they, they have this little area where you can kind of like I wondered about that, yeah. but I, I'm so gross. I it's like a, be... kind of like, you know, like the the front, like the prize of some boats, they'll have like that little area where you can stand as like, like yeah. a, a U. So yeah. they have like that, but it's off the side of the raft. And it's just in that little U, they have like a platform and you can sit on the platform and do your business. And then for like menstruating women, they get a little worried about the sharks in the water mm-hmm. because they're like, I'm just sitting up here at Bloody Target, just dripping a trail for these oh, people. Oh my God. So yeah. So the women, they have to do that three months. So that's three cycles they're going through at least, bare yeah. minimum. Yeah. Anyway, that was the... Well, wait, so they're worried about... Oh, there's no, I, you know what? I don't want to hear yeah. it. <laughs> Keep going. Now you may be wondering, Zarin, <laughs> but what about all the sex on the sex raft? No, I was not wondering <laughs> that, Zarin. Are they hitting it, Zarin? <laughs> Elizabeth, I'm glad you asked. Short answer, yes, they are hitting it. But like, where Out do... the open? Yes, but where do like one, two, three people go to have sex on a sex raft? You know, it's 21 feet by 36 feet, right? And they got 10, 10 people with them at all times. So where do you go? Well, you can wait till nightfall and you go on top of that little like rooftop on the cabin so everyone uh-huh. can hear you banging away up top. Oh, or you can God. go and like hang out by like one of the walls and pretend like you're vomiting or they're vomiting and you're holding their hair. <laughs> or both. Why not both? The other one is that the uh, you can, if you're the helmsman, if you have the rudder and you're alone at night, you can like, you got one hand on the rudder and the other hand on your lover and then they, they make that one work. In fact, Edna, the Israeli doctor, she tells a story. She says, quote, for me, it was not about love. It was about friendship. It was complicated to have sex on the raft because other people could always see you. Well, maybe if two people were on guard together and you were a little quick, then maybe it was possible. But it was tricky because you had to use one hand for steering. So she was out there hitting it while she was steering. On the old SS urinary tract infection. (laughs) So following all these sexy tropes of the day, the (laughs) men all agreed that the French woman was the sexiest. And the women all agreed that the Uruguayan scientist, he was the hottest man aboard. So there was this consensus on who, if they were having sex, who they'd want to be knocking boots with, uh-huh. which made some problems as well. Right. So Santiago knows all of this because he's asked them, who would you want to sleep with on the questionnaire? So he's going to start poking at that, seeing if he can like prime things to get things going. Now, meanwhile, as this raft is drifting across the sea, mm-hmm. the captain begins to hate Santiago, like just literally despise <laughs> him, right? And this is not lost on Santiago. He records in his notes, and I quote, Today during dinner, Captain Maria asked me in front of the whole group what I really want to achieve with the experiment. Everyone got silent and waited for my answer. I told her that I want to find a way to create peace on Earth. She just rolled her eyes and looked away. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes. But he does also start to get what he wants because now violence is starting to rear its ugly head. Right. So this all happens when a the folks on the raft, they pull something out of the ocean that changes who all of the humans are and in relationship to each other. The Kraken. <laughs> After this little break, I'll tell you what they pulled from the sea and how this crazy sex raft journey comes to a wild culmination. Oh, boy. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. So, Elizabeth. <laughs> Saren. You got free of the sex raft. Thank God. Everyone else is still on the boat, rocking their way across the Atlantic. Uh-huh. And now they've dropped their line into the sea I and are about to have. pull something out <laughs> that will change everything. Oh, no. So what happened is one of the dudes was fishing and he caught a shark. Mm-hmm. And he pulls the shark aboard. This triggers like a bloodlust because he decides that he needs to beat the shark to death, which is often what well, happens so, when you have yeah. a shark aboard. You get a wooden... Right. Club, you hit him in the head a few times. But he does this, and then it gets a little extra. And then the other people, (laughs) they all also get a little keyed up, right? And I quote from Santiago's notes. Okay. Look, he said, the heart is still beating. It was like turning on a switch. Suddenly, everyone wanted to feel the flesh that was still warm with life. Finally, here it was, the violent behavior that I've been waiting for. But to my surprise, it didn't come from sexual jealousy or from conflicts between the participants. Instead, we witness a clear example of crowd frenzy, where people no longer act as individuals, but as part of a dangerous collective. That's some Lord of the Flies exactly. action there. Yeah, Piggy's about to get it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this, though, is the only flash of violence that he really gets to see on his boat. Really? That was it. They get their one little flash. They get a bloodlust up. He gets to see the potential for the group violence dynamic. Uh-huh. And then everything just settles down. Huh. And now they're like, you know, almost halfway across the sea. And he's like... Oh, man, what am I going to do? So Santiago's he's getting disappointed with these people. He's like, they're, they're frustrating my experiment. They're trying to doom me. And he gets like all <laughs> he's mad. He's getting violent. Yes. yes. So he says, and I quote, they clearly don't understand what I'm trying to do. Instead of supporting me, they behave like a bunch of children. And they are getting lazy. No one seems to remember that we are out here trying to find an answer to the most important question of our time. Can we do without war? So he instigates violence. 
They, like, so they can do without it. He can't. He's the one. He's the one who brings the violence into it. He's like, I got to go with what I know and what I love. So he takes that big button marked emotional distress and he just <laughs> twists it as hard as he can. He calls for a ship's meeting and he informs everybody, you got to come to the ship's meeting. They all get there and he's like, look, things are going to change. They're like, what do you mean? What do you mean things are going to change? You kick somebody off the boat? And he's like, no, no. But you know your questionnaires? Okay, we're going to play a little game today called the Game of Truth. And I quote, <laughs> I began by saying that Edna has written that she wants to have sex with Jose Maria. But Jose Maria has written that he thinks Edna is the most annoying woman he has ever met because she talks all the time. These feelings can't be hidden anymore. They have to stop being so afraid of confrontation and be open about what they really feel about each other so that I can finally get some material to study. He, <laughs> he read their diaries. He read their diaries. <laughs> like this is now one of the most unethical experiments ever this conducted. This is like Mean Girls on a raft. Like this uh -huh. is just It's Stanford prison experiment <laughs> with Mean Girls on a boat. Oh, this is oh and my god. This is not done. So to, to oh. fire up more controversy, he goes after the youngest member of the crew, the black woman from America, Fee. He calls her quote a primitive and a thief and lazy in order to see if calling her black stereotypes will set her off. Did did, it, that, he just did does it. it work? No, of course not. She she didn't go for <laughs> yeah, that. She's like, she's like, man, you think that this? I'm from America. You need to try a little harder if that's all you're going to throw at me, right? So, but he's still desperate for results. His racism doesn't work. So, he's like, what can I do? I mean, so he just keeps reading their diaries. He's just doing anything he can to foment like anger and tension and aggression. Meanwhile, back in civilization, mm -hmm. his colleagues have taken to the newspapers and they have denounced him as a total quack. And so they've <laughs> written a letter and it's been published in the press around the world. And he eventually hears about this over the ship's radio. I was going to say, how? And a seagull comes and drops the newspaper. Oh, yeah, no, exactly, right? Like, ah, ah. <laughs> so during the weekly call, he, he and mind you, Anyone can hear the radio. So everybody else hears oh, about right, this letter. Right. So they're all going to get the fact that he gets unmasked. So, and I quote from Santiago. Mm -hmm. One of the articles is a statement signed by some of my colleagues at the university where I've been working for over 20 years. They write that the publicity about the sex raft is bad for the reputation of the university. And from now on, they don't want to have anything to do with me or my expedition. Surprise. So he's risked it all for this. And he's become basically... And a, a failure in his career, mm -hmm. a, a total, like, you know, outcast. And also now he's the emotional dictator on a sex raft. <laughs> so, That's going to look good on LinkedIn. Oh, totally. Now, at this, around this point, the radio goes silent. And he wasn't, he didn't, like, break the radio. It just, it just <laughs> happened to go silent, right? So they uh, end up getting lost and they drift out of radio contact for four days. And so people start to wonder, did the sex raft sink somewhere in the Atlantic? Right. Planes are sent up into the sky to try to find sex raft. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple days pass. Finally, on July 18th, a search plane spots, hey, that's sex raft. So the crew is okay. The people wave. Everyone's like, yeah, we're still here, naked on ship. No, not really naked on ship. <laughs> but they're safe and they're about to enter the Caribbean Sea, right? Mm -hmm. And when I say they're safe, I mean in that moment, because yeah. right behind them is a hurricane that's forming in the warm waters of the Atlantic. Are you kidding me? Because Captain Maria knew about this. She's like, look, we're leaving too late. We're yeah. in hurricane season. If we, if we drift too long, if we get blown offshore, we could have... And she's like, don't worry. I'm from this area. So she's like, okay. I don't know. Anyway, Santiago, <laughs> when he hears about this coming storm, he's stoked. He's totally thrilled. He's like, yes, this is what could be the, the necessary bit to push my experiment over the top. Pure survival. Man versus nature. Humanity versus the sea. 
Captain Ahab versus the great white whale. He sees it all, right? And he's just counting it all. Captain Maria, she's like, look, I'm taking the sex raft and I'm parking it in a Caribbean island, the closest one that we can get to. Yeah. And he's like, no. And she's like, what are you talking about? No, I'm the captain. What's he going to do to her? Well, he says, and I quote from Santiago, if the group comes in contact with civilization, it will contaminate the experiment. We need to keep ourselves isolated and stay at sea. For the sake of science, we must continue no matter what. And everyone else is like, no matter what is my life, mother. Right? <laughs> so, I would just, if I'm the captain, I just say, I'm the captain now. And then I just. <laughs> captain, you will love What are captain you going to do? All right. So I go and I park the boat. I beep, beep, beep back in. <laughs> Yeah. Like everybody you want to fight about it, Santiago? Yeah, what are you going to do, dude? So Captain Maria, she's got these 10 people counting on her. This is exactly what her boyfriend Olaf warned her about. Mm -hmm. She was thinking about sex. Now he's like, oh, man, my life, right? So he's yeah. like... But now I'm with Olaf. Exactly. You're cool. You and Olaf yeah. are starting your new life yeah, together. exactly. It's Both beautiful. of you are like being like... Logistical. <laughs> logistical and safe. <laughs> Reading all the fine print. You're right. They're working on that. It's creating that Hig Swedish life. Exactly. All coziness. <laughs> so their lives are in the hands of Captain Maria, right? And she's like, okay... I understand what, what, what I have to do. Now, Santiago, he, as I said earlier, he's like, no, emphatically, no. And so I quote once again from Santiago, Maria said she can't take that responsibility as a captain. I told her, in that case, she is no longer the captain of the raft. From now on, I am the captain. <laughs> so you were close. I understand I'm the captain. Real close. But this is the point of the story where the feces hits the fan, right? So <laughs> yeah. the science experiment is totally off the rails. The sex raft is about to lose all of their lives to a hurricane. So what do they do? They batten down the hatches. They seal up the sex raft as best they can. Now, keep in mind, they are on a metal square in the middle of a hurricane. Yes. So... Important to Santiago, most important, and more important than anyone's lives on the thing is his notes and the camera equipment recording the experiment. So he gets those all put in plastic bags, and then he's like, okay, now we are good. Lock the doors on the raft. <laughs> so, are, do you, are there pictures of this raft? Yeah, there are pictures of the raft. Okay. I'll put them up. Yeah. Thank you, because I, I need to see yeah. these things. It's, because in case this, this raft sinks, he wants his experiment to yeah. move on because okay. of the answers of world peace, right? <laughs> so the hurricane is about to hit sex raft. The skies are growing dark. <laughs> the rains have come. The seas have begun to pitch and roll the storm strikes and they all sit there in silence wondering what's going to come of the rest of their tiny little lives mm -hmm. on this vast vast ocean locked in a metal box with a madman and the hurricane luckily passes over them they don't get the eye of the storm they get the backside of the oh, winds right, and right. you know coming from the south the backside is not terrible yeah on sex raft the backside is not terrible <laughs> dangerous <laughs> so Santiago, why? why do you set these things up okay because I like you thank you Santiago records in his notes that quote the hurricane must have changed directions and only brushed us by the tail I looked at Maria but she did not look back <laughs> so Maria still does not giving him uh -huh. a moment's notice. Now, at this point, Santiago's mutiny is officially changed everything because the crisis he had hoped for, the, all the dreams of violence and aggression had come to pass, and he's the source of all the dreams of aggression and violence. Yeah, so yeah. he becomes the crew's whole focus of their ultraviolet fantasies, and they're sitting there, and they've decided that Santiago's a threat to them. In the, in the words of a Tom Clancy novel, he <laughs> is a clear and present danger. <laughs> so they decide we may have to kill him. We're like, we're weeks from the shore, but we may have to kill him. So they have a meeting about it. No. Three of them get on top of the roof of the boat. And late at night, they talk about explainable accidents and like <laughs> how a person could <laughs> fall off a boat. And like, what would happen if during the next storm, somebody just fell over? And we're like, oh, one quick and dirty accident. We're all suddenly safe. R.I.P. So sad. So like another, one, another woman, Faye, she's like, well, what about um, if we just took all the ship's medicine and we just gave him all of it? And I was like, oh, they're like, yeah, so this is by 
by the way, this is Mary, the white American fae, the black American, yeah. and Aisuki, the Japanese guy. They are the three plotters trying to decide to kill him. And, and they and all agree that this is a good Aisuki idea. Aisuki only speaks Japanese and, and Spanish. And it's Spanish, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. They're doing like hand gestures of yeah. like kill, kill. She's like hot shots. See, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. this. Yeah. Take the needle in the arm. Oh load it up again. And she's like quoting from the murder on the Orient Express is like the dream of like, we put all of our hands on the plunger and we all push down together. So we're all culpable. And they're like, yeah, I love oh, it. Oh, wow. They finally decide we'll just toss them into the sea. That'll be the easiest thing to explain. No body, no murder, right? And so they're like, okay, they're, they're pretty much set on this plan. But then they decide, you know what? We still have our humanity to consider. Yeah. We, we, we are not these people. And then they kind of fall back from their plan and then times change and then their murderous desire melts away like you know like like a, I don't know sand in the in They the displayed beach. impulse control. Yes exactly. Very important. Santiago never learns about his near death by his science experiment because they don't put this in the questionnaire but <laughs> They just day, added it at the bottom yeah, like uh, want please to kill note, Santiago. <laughs> desperate to kill you. So he does though mind you end up having a panic attack while he's on the boat because uh-huh. He's starting to realize that he's the problem. So, (laughs) and I quote, When I was a boy, I learned that men never cry. We control ourselves. But suddenly, I couldn't anymore. Out on the deck, I thought about the experiment. I realized that the only one who has actually shown any kind of aggression or violence on the raft is me. The man trying to control everyone else, including himself. And so, he just freaks out. He breaks down. He has this total, like, cascading emotional like avalanche and at the same time they find out at night this run the same time they've accidentally drifted into the shipping lane and so while he's having his crisis they see that a super tanker is headed right at them and and so it's the <laughs> middle of the dark of night I got a super tanker that can't see them and their captain who is self-declared is having an emotional he crisis. Should, he should have been working through this stuff back home. Well, but instead, instead he draws all these people. Okay, keep yeah, going. His 10 sexy strangers. He's making me get angry <laughs> and I'm not an angry person. So what do you think he does in the face of this emergency? Uh, something stupid. Well, he's not at all calm in the face of emergency. <laughs> instead, he just starts screaming and runs around <laughs> the deck of the raft yelling, Oi! 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 I no. swear to God, that's what they, that's what everyone says that he did. He just starts so screaming like and running a, around. A, a giant, super, giant tanker super tanker chasing them down. And he, he just screams. And he's just screaming, oi, oi, running around head like I a, really like feel like I would have just kicked him right into the ocean at so, that point. Yeah. Faye, the uh, black American, she runs, gets on the radio, and she tries calling the super tanker. The super tanker's no response, right? <laughs> Captain Maria steps in. She's like, all right. She, at the time, she's totally implacably calm. Just the exact opposite of Santiago. She tells the crew, get some road flares. They start waving road flares over their heads. The super tanker sees the road flares and goes into evasive actions, barely misses them, basically pushes them off in the, like, the wake of its right, giant. Right, yes. which is huge, yeah. Exactly, but they live. So she's the hero. She's the captain now. So <laughs> everybody recognizes this, even Santiago. So what does he do? He decides, like a former cult leader, to fall inside of himself and collapse. Sure. He then decides, no more note-taking, no more meetings, no more games, no more any questionnaires. I'm just going to grow my beard and work <laughs> on my saltwater tan. So he retreats to bed. He starts complaining about an infection. People are like, yeah, whatever, you got an infection. Right. The doctor's like, no, he really has an infection. So he, like, wills an infection upon himself. And peace <laughs> returns to the raft. Everyone now is calm. They're dancing. They're singing. They're happy. They're making meals again because they have a common enemy, the yeah. shunned exile who's <laughs> brought them all together and they're giving them a 
in-group dynamic. So he's pushed them into this in-group, out-group dynamic that is mm-hmm. so key to human society. Yeah. He finds the thing he, he was looking for. <laughs> and he did it nonviolently. But anyway, the sex raft finally arrives in Mexico after 101 days at sea. Oh, boy. It's a strange moment. They finally made it to the other side. They all like are so glad to be back on dry land. They they get off the sex raft. They spend the night on shore. The next day, they come back to the sex raft. Not because they want to go back on another tour. Like, no, 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 They no. just need to like get their stuff and meet and say like let's yeah. let's have some you know resolution for what we just went through. He's like, oh, thank you guys all for coming back to the sex raft. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> Wait, he stayed the night on. Yeah, the he's, sex- like, he's like, by the way, I have one last questionnaire for you. No. <laughs> so then, <laughs> in like an hours long hangout session. He has them fill out the questionnaires. They fill out the questionnaires. He apologizes to Maria. He's apparently very calm and very kind, and everyone's impressed by it. He asks them, what did you think of my experiment? And they're like, it was a total failure. Lame. This was the worst thing I've ever done. And everyone, I guess not everyone, three people say it's a total failure. Ultimately, though, um, the majority of them say it's a success because they learn things about themselves. They learn things about humanity, so forth. Uh-huh. And Faye, she says it's a huge success, which surprises everyone because yeah. he was picking on her and they all saw it, right? And she says, and I quote, it was always them and us. We started out as them and us and we became us. Hmm. And then she pointed out something that Santiago had missed. And she said, and I quote, I think Santiago's experiment was a huge success, but I think he missed it because we could talk to one another with sophistication and depth and understanding and love. And isn't that the answer to violence? Mm-hmm. So boom, there you go. Sex raft, gonna make you sex. <laughs> sex raft, Wait, gonna so make I you think, wet. I think Maria won sex raft. Oh yeah, she definitely She's won. She's the winner. She's like the reality show big winner. And uh-huh. then fan favorite is Fee. And yeah. then I would say the rest, like uh, I have a soft spot for Edna because she was having sex while piloting a boat. Now I'm just <laughs> into that. I'm like, that's cool. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so oh, Elizabeth, dear. I ask, what's our ridiculous takeaway? <laughs> My ridiculous takeaway is be careful the kind of want ads you respond to. (laughs) (laughs) And also, ah, this is just, there were so many red flags. I think there was a way to get the answer that they got Mm -hmm. without being on a sex raft (laughs) for three months. Without risking the lives of 10 innocent people. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the, uh, the... The thing I was thinking about when I was reading all these different stories and reading all the newspaper accounts is that it was so obvious on the face of it, both that it would fail and Mm -hmm. two, that no lessons would be learned because people would just be hung up on the sex raft part of it. Mm -hmm. They would never really Mm -hmm. go like, oh, what did you learn? What did you find? Tell us about your observations. Some people would buy the book, but they would not be buying the book because they wanted to read his science. They wanted to read the drama, the emotion, the sex. So the thing is, is that human beings ultimately are rather simple and that Fee got it right with our group dynamics are pretty consistent mm-hmm. it's there's in-group behavior there's out-group behavior there's wanting to punish the exiles and the outcasts we have been doing this for millennia mm-hmm. so if you take that dynamic as your starting point as opposed to women's ovulation is the key to world peace <laughs> or yeah. whatever it is that his starting yeah. point was and you actually look at the observables of humanity as opposed to these like ineffables that he's going for like men want to fight over the smell of a woman's ovulation or whatever the hell science he came up with yeah. then you could actually get to something meaningful and which is what Fee did and, right. I, and I'm glad they made the documentary because that is where you get that quote. So out of all this stuff, it is the observation by one of the participants 43 years later that really gives value to sex raft. A lot of value in the sex raft. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna make you wet. I like it. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm Zaren Burnett. I'm a sex raft. And over there is Elizabeth Dutton. Sex raft. (laughs) 
You can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. You got a tip for us about a ridiculous crime you'd like to hear about? Let us know about it. You want to confess to ridiculous crime? Hit us up. Email us at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett. Produced and edited by Captain of the Sex-Free Raft, Dave Kustin. Research is by our frogman extraordinaire, Marissa Brown. Our theme song is by Finnish chiropractor of the soul, Thomas Lee. And Oakland's finest radio operator, Travis Dutton. Executive producers are Ben, Bone Tiki, Bolin, and Noel, three-bedroom apartment on the water, Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.